Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the well, good evening, everyone. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good whatever you're, wherever you are. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, and you are not. With me, my co-host, the amazing gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Steve. And I'm not the amazing Van Helsing either. There you go. So anyway, so I received an email and I got uh, yelled at again because... Evidently, I must have screwed something up, but whatever. I, I think it was that just one me. like you. Yeah, yeah. The uh, we we had uh, we talked about uh, they were listening to last week's show where we talked about uh, prim- prim- primarily underwater hauntings and stuff like that, but some other stuff as well. And we mentioned uh, the EMF meter and uh, also uh, anyway. So uh, yeah. the conversation I started come up to say that we had responded from uh, Tony, um, the handyman, and then you jumped in on the EF meter. And so the guy, Ben Wilson, who asked about the EMF meter, uh, thought I was talking. uh, But no, that was two different subjects. So whatever. Tony had asked us about frequencies and everything, which we had brought up. So anyway, there it goes. All straight. No, all's done. The world is straight. I hope you've made suitable reparations and apologies. Oh, I did. I did. I did. I offered my first spawn up and, uh, to the guards. So the radio guards. But anyway. So there you go. Uh, you know, yeah, moving I've on. Been, what have you been reading this week then? Yeah, I've been reading quite a bit, actually. <laughs> and and there's, there's lots of, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going. We seem to be in the although it doesn't seem it when you talk to some of the people out there, age of enlightenment, uh, where we are learning new things about s- subjects that, uh, you know, we thought we knew and, and changes that are coming and everything else. So uh, I wanted to pick up on a, a couple of ones. The first one okay. is... So we've gone, we're going new age this week, are we? Yeah, sure. Um the first one is I read this interesting article about we're about to get our sixth ocean. Are we? Yeah, it seems there is a fault in Africa and the fault is uh, splitting. So they expect a, uh, a, a new ocean in Africa to be splitting the continent uh, in the oh, future. Cool. Well, I'm sure Greta Thunberg will have something to say about that. <laughs> Pretty Oh, what, what will they ban next? Oh, no, we've got some rising sea levels in Africa. Well, no, it's not really sea levels that are rising. It's it's the fault that's that's occurring. Uh, yeah, well, if that op- well, actually, if all the water, if the fault opens and all the water runs in. There you go. The existing, from the existing oceans, then that will correct any sea level rise, won't it? Because. Oh, well, that's yeah, the problem. Yeah. No, no, it, no. Uh, no. It no, it will won't. drain into that new ocean, filling it up, 
because water finds its own natural level and there yes. isn't any more water because there's a fixed amount. Yes. So if you spread it further. Yes, there's where you, there's where you just shot yourself in the foot. What? Because you're right, because it's a fault and a fault is what, Steve? It is an opening. So when it spreads, the continents will spread, displacing what? Water. So the water that is running into the thing we just displaced by the now, movement now, of the Now continent. you're making a fundamental mistake there. I am not making any fundamental mistake. You are. Mistake. You're making a fundamental mistake. No, 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 no. You just did. Nope. Absolutely not. You just not. did. It's because. Displacement. It's displacement. Yeah. The land movement moving will displace water yes. lateral, laterally. Which will fall into the crack. Which will. Yes. Some of it will fall into the gap. But. We don't know the depth of the gap. Oh, that's fair enough. So more. Oh, might you made some able... big assumptions that the gap will be wide enough to cover all the new water. That's... No, 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 no. I, I yes, use yes, Greta, yes, yes, I, yes. I use Greta Thunberg science. Mm, okay. Anyway, so we may have a new ocean. I don't know what they're going to call it, but it'll probably it's something cool. I don't think it'll be in our lifetime. No, I don't think so either. But it's kind of cool anyway. Mind you, we might get a polar shift. Because that's happening. That's happened. That's happened. Hap it's not the first time it happened in our, in our history. Oh, no, it's happened thousands of times yeah, before. Exactly. But, but it's, um, you know, there are now some indications that the pole is a, that the poles could flip in the next couple of hundred years. Oh, well. Possibly sooner. You know, it, you could wake up tomorrow and find that your sat nav doesn't work anymore. The, to the toilet's flipping backwards. The water's going. No, 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 no. You know, you, you realize that's actually a myth. It's not a myth. It is a myth. No. It is because that that was tested. This idea, right. of, okay. this idea of water going down a drain in the northern hemisphere always goes clockwise and always goes anti-clockwise in the southern hemisphere. Somebody with a lot of time on their hands Apparently. filled and emptied lots and lots and lots of um, sinks. And they found that actually... It's more dependent on the design of the sink. We're talking about the toilet. Toilet, sink, same thing. Plug hole. Uh, if you say so, I wouldn't. No, uh, that's what they. That's what I they. I don't know where you go to the bathroom. But was, I don't go to sink. Maybe you do. I don't. That was what they re they did. These like lots of you know they filled things up and emptied them and filled them and emptied them and noted whether the water went clockwise or anti-clockwise. Uh, whether it was in the north and the south, southern hemisphere, and they they finally concluded that actually it was the design of the device itself that was more likely to influence whether it went one way or the other. Really? Yeah. But well, you are I, talking I, about the Coriolis effect. Yes, I am. Now the Coriolis effect is a real effect. Um, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, or as we used to jokingly call it at school, the coriander effect. Mm -hmm. but yeah no that's a real that's a real effect and causes the way that the atmospheric um jet stream swirls and moves about rotates and that's due to the planetary motion that the fact that the earth is rotating in a particular direction and it's dragging the air along with it as it rotates and that induces this spiraling vortex which you can evidently see in hurricanes and cyclones 
in the northern southern hemisphere because they rotate in generally rotate in opposite directions there are there have been one or two exceptions but generally in the northern hemisphere um, they go clockwise and in the southern hemisphere they go anti-clockwise counterclockwise sorry counterclockwise we say in english yeah the other way they go one way and in the other hemisphere they go the other way yeah because yeah, i'm i'm looking at that is the coriolis effect but it doesn't yeah. work it doesn't work on a very small scale of a bathroom um fitting because the influence of the design of the bathroom fitting is more likely to affect the direction in which the water spins down the plug hole according to some guy who emptied and filled lots and lots of bathroom fittings here we go do bathtubs drain in different directions in the two hemispheres if you had a specially prepared bathtub the answer would be yes for any normal bathtub this is where you're right you are likely to encounter in a home however the answer is no the tendency of uh, circulation in the fluid is developed into a clockwise direction in the northern hairs and a counterclockwise in the southern hemisphere can be traced to the earth's rotation imagine a cannon firing southward from a latitude above the equator its initial eastward motion and this is uh is the same at that point uh, as the spinning of the earth this initial eastward velocity is less than that at the point uh later in the trajectory because the points are closer to the equator uh so it's in a bigger yeah, circle exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Incidentally, that's why that's why the Americans um, built Cape Canaveral, um, where it is, yeah. and that's why rockets launched from Cape Canaveral travel outwards uh, over the Atlantic. And well, the the uh, okay, so the Coriolis um, effect the is real. Effect. Yeah, it is real. I said it's real. Yes, but. You're right on the drain because it's such a small. Yeah, it's too. It's th th there are too many physical effects for the Coriolis effect to take place on such a small scale. But it, but if you look at hurricanes or weather systems, or because the Earth rotates, it drags the atmosphere around with it. Mm -hmm. um, that's due to the boundary layer effect, which is slightly different. And um, and then you have this rotational vortex induced in the air, and that's the Coriolis effect. And it, the fact that, as you said, uh, because the Earth at the equator is rotating, has a higher relative motion, it's actually traveling faster at the equator because it's further away from the center, mm -hmm. um, from the axis of rotation. That's why space um, launch sites tend to be or used to be nearer the equator um right. like in new guinea with the european ones you've got cape canaveral obviously you've got vandenberg in california yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so and and they take effect they 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 use the earth's rotation to give the rocket some additional momentum at launch mm -hmm. and as you and as you said they 
they go eastward in the northern hemisphere, but rockets launched in the southern hemisphere go the other way. Interesting stuff, though. I mean, when you look down at it, and and you are absolutely right in a way because, uh, not in a way, you are absolutely right because. I am uh, because I'm qualified in fluid dynamics. Yes, because, well, because we, we took a theory, or I took, well, not I personally, but we took a theory, the Curly Earth effect, and therefore we, we broke it down to a small um, micro scale event. Micro scale. So that's what people say. Oh, okay, cool. if it works on, on hurricanes, therefore it must work on a toilet or yeah, work and they were on wrong. a drain. <laughs> and they were wrong. There you go. Yeah, because yeah. my my my, my ma- one of my major qualifications is actually in fluid dynamics, which That's is right. the way that, that um, things uh, because gases and liquids are both counted as fluids in process of fluid dynamics. Yeah. I, I, that's yeah. The uh, there was another interesting fact. Now I, I forget. No, it's I think it was uh, from the weatherman. So uh, I, I just heard this in in passing. So I, I may get it wrong. But there are certain times when uh, the stratosphere is closer to the Earth because it's like a compression of of uh, air or something. I forget what the hell it is called. No, no, what it is, it's it this should be around the alley as in well. In fact, it's the reason why um, we've just had some snow and parts of America are having very, very cold weather. Um, mm-hmm. Although, although that's more down to La Nina. But when you get what's called sudden stratospheric warming, which is when a big plug of hot, of warm air gets us mm-hmm. up into the stratosphere, particularly right. over the polar regions, naturally, if you if you um, send a big plume of air, warm air upwards, it displaces a volume of cold, an equal volume of cold air back mm-hmm. down again, and that's what we are seeing um, currently over the Atlantic and parts of Europe. Yeah. Um, where we're getting this Arctic air, which is being pressed, basically pressed downwards, um, called sudden, this effect called sudden stratospheric warming, which is a normal weather phenomena. It has got nothing to do with global warming. It's been happening since the planet was was a hot ball. Created. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, but, I mean, but, you know, yeah. as people say, oh, we've had these really hot, Days or really hot, this is all extreme. No, 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 it's not. Mm-hmm. That's called weather, right? I mean, you know, weather is, creates a lot of uh problems for us because uh, in our history, we, we didn't really understand weather. I mean, uh, smog, for instance, is a result of a temperature inversion, uh, so that's you know, we, we didn't really know at that time what the a temperature reversion was, but now that we do, and it, gives, we, it gives rise to some paranormal effects as well. You know, these these idea of these. Yeah, that's what I was somewhere getting near there down the line. Yes, I, in the desert and ships floating in the sky and, you know, all manner of other weird mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because the different layers of the atmosphere at different temperatures can act effectively as mirrors. Uh, or lenses. And you have this. And in fact, it's used. um it's still used. To, it's used every single day by everybody from the government through the military. Um, you know these um, 
shortwave radio transmitters that beam Christian radio or Voice yeah. of America it used to be or you know, the BBC World Service or military long-distance communication. The US Air Force and US Navy are very, very uh, predominant. Um, and they change the frequencies by day and by night. You have to, because, you know, I have even in my where I am, the radio, when we have certain weather conditions, certain weather uh, radio yeah. signals are, become static or yeah. weak. And during others high become pressure, yeah, yeah, during during high pressure um, periods of high pressure, you will often find that VHF radio um, can be picked up from, you know, extraordinary distances. But at, at, but but a phenomenon that you can see at night um, is particularly in Europe, it may be the same in the, well, it is the same in the United States, is that um, at night you start picking up all of the AM band radio stations from South America um, and from the Far East in your case. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whereas over here we get lots of American AM radio or South American AM radio station, you know, from the Caribbean or Mexico, Guatemala, because they're, that it that you know as the sun goes down the ionosphere changes mm -hmm. and you get the ability to bounce the radio signals differently yeah, yeah we we are learning what the more we learn about the earth the more we can harness certain conditions i mean we we know for instance submarines know that about thermal layering and you know how often that is used and oh it's great uh, it's great hunt for red october get below a thermal layer and you disappear <laughs> Remember that? Uh, that was well, a good they, movie. Interestingly, they, they've also um, quite recently discovered um, vast rivers wider than the Colorado or the Mississippi flowing at the bottom of the oceans. Yeah. Um, because these, these in, you know, the, the, the water density being different, um, it forms these, these wide, fast-flowing rivers um that you know, the one that they recently found i think it was at the bottom of the pacific is wider than the colorado yeah so that's all i mean even uh they found uh freshwater um lakes under the ocean that's right so uh and speaking about that did you see that they they what they found down the bottom of the the blue hole up by belize um Lord Lucan? <laughs> they they actually went to the I think it was uh, one of the relatives of Cousteau, in fact. And what they discovered there was uh, besides trash, including a GoPro camera with some of these holidays pictures and uh, 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 plastic bottles, they, they also found two bodies. Well, it wouldn't really rot, would they, down there? Because it's an anaerobic environment. Yeah, we just uh, in the in the Great Lakes, I think Lake Huron, they just discovered a, a ship that went down, and it's it's in pristine condition because well, look the water at the was so of, cold. Um, and, yeah, yeah. What was the name of? Uh, oh, I can't remember his name now. Where? Yeah, the Arctic Explorer. Oh, uh, Bird? No, 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 no. The British guy, the one that Hillary? had to trek. Hillary? The one. That, no, the one that had to trek um, right across. Oh God! Uh, the Endurance. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they, they, when they listened to the Eskimos, Lod, they found it because uh, the water was so cold. Wasn't he a lord? What? Wasn't he a lord? No. Oh, okay. 
not at the time, he was a naval officer, but um, they found his ship, didn't they? Because they've been looking for it forever. And then uh, HMS Endurance. And then somebody asked the Eskimos and they went, oh, yeah, it floated past it tonight. Yeah, it's over there. Yeah. So they looked over where the Eskimos had said it was and lo and behold, it was there. Sorry, Inuit said it was and lo and behold, there it was. And it was remarkably... The Eskimos do it. The, you know, the rigging, the ropes, yeah, the, the sails that were all pun. perfectly um, preserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are, there are many cases like that, you know, uh, where they, they found... I mean, there are, they, there's a famous ship, ghost ship they discovered, I believe, off of Thailand, uh, Thailand or whatever you want to call it, uh, where they found the entire crew and they were all mummified. I don't recall that one. Yeah, this it's it's in there. You can look it up. Just uh, I'm sure a lot uh, ghost ships. If you look up ghost ships, I'm sure you'll find it on. Oh, there. I'm sure there'll be a YouTube video of. Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> bound to be. There's a YouTube video on almost everything. Yes, there is. Whether they're true or not, it doesn't matter. But I mean, it's 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 intriguing stuff. Uh, you know, the the more we study. Yeah, Earth. The more we d- discover about it, and and let's face it, we've barely scratched the surface. Well, we well, uh, was it this week? Yes, this week. Have you seen the footage of the uh, underwater UAV that appeared um, on another UAV that was doing oil rig work, I think, or oil pipe work under the ocean? Really? And this thing zipped past the camera. Um, and now they're all all of a flutter as to what it might be. UFOs? Well, that's, you know, there were a lot of people suggesting it might be aliens that live down there. Um, yeah, why not? But there are other people saying, no, it's a particular type of uh, sunfish. <laughs> but, but, you know, why let the truth get in the way of a good conspiracy theory? We don't know, but, you know, the pictures were released just this week. No. I mean, it's certainly cool. And we talked, I think we touched upon it last week about the the cigarette uh, tunnel they found in the uh, pyramid. Uh, So uh, they're discovering, and now that I just, I didn't read the article, so I can't tell you what it's about, but supposedly they found one of the missing continents, you know, because there's supposedly a bunch of missing continents, you know, Lannis and also uh, Lemoore for those spiritualist people. Um, But yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know why they're missing because, you know, I, I, I know people, you know, living not, not a mile from here that claim to have the ancient knowledge of the Atlanteans or the Lemurians or yeah, one of the others. Are they know. British politicians? No, no, they, these are just mad middle-aged women who, um, sorry, I'm going to upset everybody there by saying Yeah, you that. just did. You know that, I don't just, you? <laughs> I just misgendered. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm going to be. I'm going to have. Now, I'm going to have to go out and uh, publish a uh, you know well, retraction well, that this station doesn't tolerate that kind of talk on on uh, and apologize for your whatever you did. We did uh, that, by the way. Well, we it was either misogyny. It was either, well, let me think. Misogyny. Um, hmm. uh, pa- the patriarchy. They probably get white supremacy in there. I think you better just like, leave it go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, 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 mean, watched, if... I watched a funny little video today. It was only two minutes long, mm-hmm. and it was um, it was things you should know if you're moving from California to Texas. 
Ah. Uh, basically, everybody in Texas has got guns, and they have large, they have very big bugs in Texas. Hmm. Well, you go to Australia where everything kills you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, you know, I mean, the, even places like that. I mean, it, it's so cool that you, you look at some of those. Uh, like Australia, because it's uh, a, a it was cut off from the rest of the world, um, and you even like you know other places like New Zealand, which are very close to there too. You you get things like the Komodo dragons and and and, and uh, species that are only don't get Komodo dragons in New Zealand. You don't. No. Where are they? Komodo. Okay, so there. Komodo there Island. No Komo- yeah, unless they've got them in a zoo, there are no Komodo dragons in New Zealand. They're not. Native. I can quote you on that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, there, there's different places where certain species have been cut off and uh, uh, still thrive versus things. So, I mean, we talk about cryptos in some of the shows, and in some instances, maybe that's. They, wherever they are is that perfect condition where they can survive, but they can't survive. For instance, if if you had a freshwater creature in one of those freshwater lakes under the ocean, maybe that's, you know, maybe they, they can't go beyond that because... Well, there are species, so that, can, well, there are species that can deal with... Um, yeah, I know. We have sharks. We have sharks that can go up for a bit. That's so. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, those nasty, bitey, bloody things that you have in America. Nasty bitey things. You know, you know how much I love the bitey biteys in New England. Bitey bite sharks. Yeah, hang on a minute. I remember a great white it's shark. It's not like they're going to bite your leg off or something. Oh, they come out the water. They get on the beach. What? I've seen video footage in New England of a great white shark getting out on the beach, sunning himself, or did he go for a hot no, dog? Or? No, no, I don't know what it was doing. But okay. it, was, it was it was out of the water and it was bitey bitey. I don't know about that. Google it. Wasn't very far away from where we were at Salisbury. Oh, I don't think so. Unless it was stranded, which is another story for another time. But that does happen. Anyway, who's the show brought to you by? Yeah, it's that time, isn't it? Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, International with Steve Parson and Ron Kolick right here on Toji Net, brought to you by. Our very good friends, like John. John, who's been listening to the show for over 20 years on uh, TojiNet, or wherever it is, since it's been around. And uh, he's also a Patreon member of Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. And he has access to all the latest videos that are made only for uh, Patreon members, like the one I just completed on the Space Angels. So there you go. Anyways, I will also brought to my Snow Angels. Nope, Space Angels. Uh, just don't, don't eat the old snow. All right, we'll be back. Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event? 
book or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. Welcome back to the second half of the first half of tonight's two-hour Ghost Chronicles radio. This is the rambling nonsense of the international edition. And we'll be, yeah, and we'll be followed shortly by, by the next generation. Of more rambling nonsense. Of more rambling nonsense, probably. No, actually, we'll have someone from the International Mermaid Museum. So there you go. Oh, okay. Hmm. Are yeah. they a, are they a mermaid? I don't know. We're about to find out. I understood that there there is a video evidence now of uh, I don't know if a satellite pet photograph or some aerial photograph got a picture of a a mermaid. I read that on the internet, so you know it's true. Thought they were all in Area Fifty One in a big tank. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Maybe, maybe. Hey, are we any any closer to getting the flat earther on the show? I, you know what? I actually talked to with the Lou from the morning show on that, and because he was asking the same question, I says no, no, because Steve and I have been trying to get a flat earther on the show, and we can't scrape one up. Absolutely. Maybe they all fell off. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So if there's any flat earthers out there, we'd love to hear. You know. Yeah, why come you believe and tell in flat earth? You believe the earth is flat. Yeah, because... yeah why? give us the evidence. We'll be good. We'll yeah. be open minded. And I've got a mountain of questions that I've been dying to ask. Hmm. I've seen some documentaries on it. They seem fairly reasonable. But, uh, I, you know, we'd love to have a flat earther on. I mean, I, if, you know, you have a question that you need answering, like uh, Tony the Handyman or Ben Wilson or. Um, Oh, I forget the name of that woman from Australia that sent this one a little while back. Uh, yeah, you can certainly do that. You can message us on our Facebook page, uh, Ghost Chronicles International or Ronald Kolick on Facebook. Or you can also uh, email, me, email me at any ghost project at Comcast.net. So there you go. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, lots of, lots of cool things. 
you saw that giant thing that came into the so the solar system, right? That giant rectangle mm. thing. Oh, um, what a couple of years ago, the one that came yeah, in yeah. from yeah, yeah, from outside the thing. Well, yeah. you know, and then see the odd part about it, it sped up. So people, are, uh, we're getting. Um, I did see an interesting astronomical uh, website that foretold uh, it was October of next year. Yes, um, we're getting a new comet, and they've got astronomers have got very high hopes of it being. Um, Apparently, this thing hasn't been, may not have visited the solar system before. It's come from the Oort cloud. It's only detected in January of this year. Oh, um, by an amateur? And, or, uh, uh, no, 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 no. By one, by the Atlas project, which is a uh, space observatory designed mm -hmm. to spot these things, you know, that might be on a near Earth or Earth crossing. Uh, Part of our interplanetary defense system? One of those, that's right. Mm -hmm. um, so they're sending up a, a rocket with, um, you know, uh, I think it's a, a couple of ex-demolition experts and some military, and they're going to try and plant a bomb on it. Um, no, uh, but in all seriousness, next October, that's October 2024, not 2023, mm -hmm. um, when it's due to, after it's gone round perihelion, uh, the closest pass of the sun, and it starts to head off back into deep space. Um, they've got very high hopes that this one might be visible even in daylight. Really? Uh, well, I mean, they can't guarantee it, that, uh, but they're saying that the, the signs are good. Mm -hmm. Do you remember Mark Twain? To look out for. Mark Twain's prediction? Uh, what, that he would die on the night of... Uh, he was caught... He was born on it when Haley Combs came in, and he'll be he'll die when Haley Combs comes again. And, and apparently, he, he did. He did. Yeah. Yeah, but he's uh, he didn't live long enough to see his books cancelled, though, did he? Now everything's cancelled. That's besides the point. Well, you know, Huck Finn and um, some of the I'm other sure, books. Sure, Ghost Chronicles will be cancelled pretty soon. So. Well, it will now. After I said before about the ladies who understand Lemurian. Trust me, it's, it would Atlantean. be it would have been cancelled a long time ago with my mouth. So, no fears. But anyway, that's the problem with people. If you don't like a show or something, don't listen to it. It's, We're going to have people protesting now outside um, the studios, aren't we? It'd be like uh, the, the time. Most Haunted was going to sue us, Tojinet and, and uh, us. That was an exciting time in our lives. We were noticed. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I see that uh, the boys from Most Haunted, speaking of Most Haunted, are still out there doing their things. Um, yeah, not on television, though. Um, they, now, no. they now predominantly run um, like event nights ghost hunting events mm -hmm. you know you you can go ghost hunting with the has-beens from most haunted and i don't mean <laughs> that's what it's described uh, no but you know uh, i'm not referring of course to our good friend richard felix um mm -hmm. or kieran o'keefe or, or indeed me very um, very giant oh yeah uh, well you know another has-been from most haunted mm-hmm but some some still do trade on their reputation. Um, 
of the show that nobody can remember anymore. Yeah. Is the show still running in, in the UK or is that been... I think it, you know, it, it does pop up occasionally on on one of the um, cable. No, channels. I mean the new show. No, no, I think it's on YouTube. It's it only went one season, or I think it now survives on YouTube and um, predominantly, you know, the the gang, uh, the key gang from the show, mm-hmm. Yvette, Carl, Stewart. In fact, it's just Yvette, Carl, and Stewart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can now go ghost hunting with them and relive the past glories of Most Haunted. Ah, look at that. That's that's amazing. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it was always guaranteed. For... Speaking of uh, past glories from show, there's a bit of a ruckus broke out between, is it Nick Groff and Zach? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, that's that's being talked about mm-hmm. uh, who who faked what who had who cancelled and oh yeah yeah he went to the to, to uh, the channel and said zach he controls the show. zach controls that channel according according to what i read and he had that's, all the yeah. shows cancelled he didn't like that's it he didn't like it and he, and he accused nick of uh, what was it going off and uh, trying to start paranormal lockdown and Mm-hmm. And blah blah blah, and he said, she said, and they did, and that's so it, sad, isn't it? It's like they're like kids in the school playground, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, it's it, and it's no different. I mean, all right, Zach's got a shitload of money, and he controls. You know, he has a big say on the channel, and mm-hmm. you'll never work in this town again. Um, it's probably true, mm-hmm. but it's this fact that who cares? Ultimately, it's an entertainment television show. Who really gives, you know, a damn about who said, they said, she said, and all this sort of crap? It's, it's unfortunate. But, they, people get filled, filled of themselves, and then that's what but, happens. But you see it in paranormal teams, too. You know, you've got different paranormal teams who all espouse paranormal unity, and they're all, oh, we're all looking for the same thing. And they're happily stabbing each other in the back at every opportunity, and bitching to each other and, you know, trying to get one up over each other. Mm-hmm. It's just people, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just people. Uh, they all think that, you know, they they should be recognised for what they do and what their achievements, which are scant, but they demand recognition. Mm. I'm always reminded yeah. of... Do you know when you, when you had a kid at school when they were young and they four or five years of old and uh, and they came home and they they drawn you they drawn you a picture and you always said um, you never dared ask what it was no never uh, no never mm-hmm. and you always proudly attached it to the refrigerator or a board on the wall yep. and proudly yep. displayed it and told told your child what a wonderful budding Leonardo DiCaprio they were going to be and that they were you know a child artistic genius and at the first opportunity you chuck it in the bin it's it's kind of like that in the paranormal because people post their evidence on social media and crave you know they bask in this sort of oh that's the most amazing photograph that's the most amazing EVP I've ever seen that's the most incredible paranormal evidence this is proof of the paranormal 
and then the next one comes along. But if anybody dares question these groups, if anybody says uh, that could just be a fly, that could be you get blocked and deleted and cancelled. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like misgendering Greta Thunberg, isn't it? You are a very bad person for doing it. No, tis, tis. How dare you? Mm. So, I mean, have you uh, witnessed any new equipment coming in over any new coffins or light up uh, radios? Or... No, no, actually, it's been quite quiet this last few weeks. I know. I've been um, although because, because I've been um, busy uh, writing Paravision. Oh, um, it's going ahead. Well, it's, you know, it's, there's quite a lot of wor uh, words been written. Mm -hmm. um, but because I've been busy with Paravision, a lot of the stuff I've been looking at of late has been deep diving into the technology behind things like full spectrum cameras. Um, oh, I'm and, sorry. Yeah, I know. And some of the other vision assist devices that investigators love, like thermal images and, mm -hmm. and the like. And you know, sort of like how the technology is working, how it's modified, because, you know, you look at the claims that are being made when these things are advertised and sold for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars in some cases, and you realise that it's a con trick. Mm. Oh, it is what it is. It is. It's not even that, I'm afraid. Um, things like full-spectrum photography. Um, well, unless you've got Mega bucks, you ain't going to be doing it. Certainly, with nothing you'll find on eBay or Amazon. Yeah, that's fair enough. Or yes. Ghost Augustine or any of the other retailers. The uh, there seems to be that trend that you know it's it's kind of like split camps now. You you've got to get the either the latest equipment or we're going back to basics. We're using dowsing rods and pen lines. I know, I know. It's, it's I mean, it, either or. It, well, you know what? I mean, this back to basics mm -hmm. stuff. Years and years and years ago, it must be now approaching 15 years ago, we did a, a ghost hunt. Um, me, Cal, Nori, a couple of others. And we, mm -hmm. we, we were looking for a title. And I was a big advocate of using equipment very, very selectively or not at all in some mm -hmm. cases. So we decided that we would do this ghost hunt, public ghost hunt, without any equipment at all. And uh, we called mm -hmm. it the Great Naked Ghost Naked Hunt. Ghost hunt. Yeah, I remember that actually. Well, yeah. You and, told me about it. Yeah, and it was it was an interesting night. And we've done similar uh with groups, individual groups whilst in America, mm -hmm. uh, where we've had some groups who have got a lot of equipment and some groups who've got lesser equipment. Um but it is catching on. And it's really, if you look at the groups that are, that are promoting the back to basics, these are predominantly spiritualist based or led groups. So medium, medium led, by, yep. led by a medium. Mm -hmm. um, and groups that don't really have much equipment anyway. Um, and it, it comes down to one of costs. I guess if you haven't got a thousand bucks to buy a Novelist five or a Novelist six, mm -hmm. or whichever generation it's up to, I have no idea anymore. 
then you you go well i don't want it anyway we'll 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 use old school we'll go back to old school techniques yeah now in actual fact old school didn't exist although there were ghost hunters way 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 back to the 16th century 17th century they didn't use psychic methods they didn't divine they didn't douse they didn't they didn't do anything except observe so your true back to basics is just sit there and look around observe and observe yeah. you know there's none of this um oh well we'll get you know we'll have red lights and ouija boards and dousing rods and crystals and all this frippery of um spiritualism which really starts in the, what, the mid 19th mid 19th century over your side and mm-hmm. uh, down in rochester um it didn't exist you know this uh, this this idea of in fact even as late as the you know the interwar years uh, the famous ghost hunters didn't use equipment well harry price did didn't he 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 used some equipment um that's true well his his case he had his case with predominantly all of- in the seance room he used equipment to prevent or to detect fraud um but it, it, he and I was quite surprised that he never really applied that in the same way to haunted houses. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, despite the huge amount of technology he employed in the sound room, like the telekinetoscope and the the other devices he, he pioneered, to demonstrate that mediumship was either genuine or fraudulent, um, he never really, except at Borley, uh, a Borley rectory, he did measure the cold spot. And another. Which makes sense. And which makes sense and seems lo- entirely logical. But his approach was much more in tune with, I think, the, the correct way of doing it, which is, yeah, measure what, you know, objectify by measuring what you can. But don't just rush headlong into a location and throw truckloads of equipment around mm-hmm. i mean that is that is absolutely the wrong approach and yet that was the approach that was you know you you saw pioneered by things like poltergeist the movie mm-hmm. where the parapsychologists from the university arrive and they set up an extraordinary amount of equipment and recorders and things that went bleep um and there was that great scene where, you know, all the phantoms come down the stairs and the camera all by itself on a non-motorized uh, tripod moves and pans and follows them. And they record all of this. That's really one of the very first times that you see equipment being employed um, in the search for ghosts. Mm. And, of course, then in Ghostbusters, they had all of their exotic yeah, that's different. That was, bits that was of a movie, by the way. Well, so is Poltergeist. <laughs> I know. But yeah, that's the other thing. Some people think uh, Ghostbusters is real they, because it's so well, yeah, like, it's so like, iconic. You know, they yeah. say, oh, yeah, yeah, this is real. I mean, it was, it's, it's certainly influential. You know, um, mm-hmm. Dylan, our friend Dylan, you know, the, uh, the, t- the teller of missing tales. <laughs> um, and Kieran, Kieran O'Keefe. Mm-hmm. Um, both um, 
attribute their interest in the subject and their eventual rise into academic parapsychology to the movie Ghostbusters. Um, I thought Dylan, Dylan attributed it to some childhood book you read. Well, that depends on which version of the, the story. Because Oh, which one you hear. Okay, I get it. Okay, yep. You know, um, this week he was tweeting that it was the fault of Ghostbusters. Hmm. Okay, since Ghostbusters wasn't around when he was a child, uh, I... Well, I actually, what? It was. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, no, I see what you mean. Yeah, no. Um, well, yeah, I think both are true. I think, you know, one sparked his interest. The other, he blames for his desire to become an academic parapsychologist. Okay, I, I can see that because yeah, yeah, I remember him attributing to some book that he did yeah. his first I mean, we, we'd have to investigation as a kid. We'd have to ask him to get the order uh, the right way around. But, you know, yeah. I'm of a generation where, crikey, I was, I'd been looking for ghosts for more than a decade when the movie came out. And in fact, at first, I didn't, didn't really connect with the movie. Um, I really got into Ghostbusters primarily, although I'd seen the first film when it came out. Um, it really didn't gel with me until the second film came out, which I found to be it's the one that most people don't like, but I think it's the funnier of the two. And that's the film that, you know, I really, I kind of got into it by then. Um, but it didn't, it didn't inspire me. It didn't change what I did because I'd already been doing it for a long time by then. And I just thought it was, you know, yeah. funny, a they, funny you know, they had, film. They had gadgets on that too, which, you know, also pushed the gadget uh, concept. I mean, I, mean, oh, do you I, think, the... I think, you know, as I've said to Dylan, I think Ghostbusters has to be one of the, the first films uh, or one of the films that truly pushes the narrative of investigators needing to use technology because prior to that, it almost never took place. Um, you know, uh, Eric Dingwall, Harry Price and others did have ghost hunting kits, but these kits consisted of very rudimentary things like bits of string and sealing wax and bell wire Mercury. and lights. And, yeah. And that was really to detect atmospheric or environmental uh, things, noises and vibrations or whether somebody had opened a door because they'd sealed it. You know, so, so so they were really checking against fraud, interference with the property, um, people playing around. They weren't using the equipment ostensibly to detect paranormal activity or, or, you, or, or ghosts. But don't you think that the, the rise of uh, the equipment was a way to, uh, in their minds, legitimize uh, paranormal investigating? In other words, Okay, you know, mediums been saying this ghosts here, and you know, I'll investigate a house for you. I'll walk through with my thousand rods, and then, but then they said, okay, we have scientific equipment; we can prove that stuff's going on. So it it gave a legitimacy with to what they were doing versus somebody who's walking around with a coat hanger. I don't think so. I, I think no, what it, no, no, because I think you see this actually in on Most Haunted, because when the show first starts, you have uh, the investigators and the the crew, mm -hmm. and 
it was, you know, very quickly early on realised that it was going to be as boring as hell because the equipment on its own wasn't going to, you know, you, you can put as many screens and bleepy things as you like, but it proves nothing. And it's right. nowhere near as entertaining as having Derek going, he's a bad if he's over there oh, in the yeah. corner. And he, yeah. But but in terms of, the, you transplant that to the likes of Poltergeist or Ghostbusters, and what you have is, you know, they've got to do something. And they have these bizarre pieces of technology that don't exist and still don't exist um, that can track you know, the emanations of ghosts or the, you know, the, like the PKE meter. Um, you know, these now, are the, we, we have the EMFs, you know, which is a ghost meter and written on some of the meters, the EMF <laughs> ghost meter right on it. <laughs> yeah. You could write, you could write dog crap on it. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's a dog crap. You know, there's the old saying, you know, you can, you can't gild a turd. Uh, but, you know, they are just artistic props. They are there purely to, you know, as a foil for the, for the parapsychologists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, and, uh, but and, they have and, been influential because after that, you see for the first time after Ghostbusters and Poltergeist, you see people taking technology into haunted houses. You know, we, we would take cameras um, and, re- and audio recorders to haunted houses. But that was, you know, that was, wasn't something we created. And that wasn't led by the movies. It's just that the technology began to exist. You know, the, the SPR famously was Spider. Right. A spontaneous paranormal. I was just going to ask you about that too, yeah. to electronic recorder. Or, um, you know, this was, it wasn't to detect the ghosts but it was to check, detect environmental changes mm-hmm. that were synchronous with people reporting paranormal phenomena. Yeah. So, yeah. so if the temperature in, dropped, the sensor would you know, record that temperature yeah. anomaly. Even, even back in the day, I mean, when I came first to TojiNet, one of the founders of TojiNet's uh, son or our relationship had, had, was working on a similar device, actually working on, had a similar device, I forget what it was called, but it, it, that's what it was. It was basically a net that measured uh, various uh, things like humidity, temperature, yeah. Uh, so I mean, that, that, I mean, that makes perfect sense, and um, you can understand why they do it. But these idea of these notional ghost detectors or devices for ghosts to play with and interact with, like cat balls and um, all manner of other stuff liberated from Amazon and eBay. Um, it, it, you know, this is just uh, electronic snake oil. Agreed. Do you remember? Uh, and expensive electronic snake yeah. oil. Too. Do you remember Spirit Quest one year we did the uh, ghost hunt science versus spirit spiritual oh, yeah. versus That's science? Right. Remember that? Yeah. That was. The, that I, was the... I remember it. I remember yeah. it. Like one of my. Um, profile pictures on social media was of the British team's equipment, which consisted of four pens. Uh-huh. And the extraordinary amount of um, EMF meters that the science team deployed. Uh, a whole case full of them. You're referring to my team? Yeah. A whole case uh, full of them and a laser ghost, grip. Ghost meters. 
with a unique ability to detect ancient ghosts. As well as mine ones. So that's yep. pretty good. That took, that took me oh a good month to figure out because I finally, you know, like how do well, why does it because we couldn't figure out because it just said if you turn the switch that way, it will detect yep. ancient ghosts. And it, it turned out to be as rudimentary as a time. Well, the recent ghost is telling me we're running out of time. We've got like 30 seconds left. But the protesters are massing outside now. They're massing outside. The crowd's getting ugly. We've got to go. Anyways, you've been listening we're to Ghost Chronicles. You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles International. Steve Parsons and Ron Kolick right here on Tojinet. Brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 286 Memorex Street, with Thuma, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicle Radio on Patreon. Become a member if you like the show, support us. It's three bucks a month. You get access to a bunch of videos. Some of them are only for our uh, Patreon members. So uh, check it out, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Anyways, we got a roundabout. Stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, and we'll be back. Good night and God bless. Good night, God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.